Welcome to the Better Men and Ball Players podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cobb. Uh, a little bit about me. Um, I am a teacher and a coach. Been a coach since I graduated college in 04 from Salisbury University. Go Gulls. Um, started my coaching career off at uh, Hagerstown Community College 2008. Went to the World Series at Grand Junction, Colorado. Following years when I became head coach at a high school here in Washington County, Maryland, Smithsburg High School. I was coached there for 11 years. Topped off in 2014 when we rode the Lightning and won our first, won the first ever state championship in baseball at Smithsburg High School. Really proud of that, um, but specifically proud of the over 20 kids that we put into college in 11 years from a small 1A school where we rarely ever had to make cuts year by year. Um, so we really had to develop a lot of guys, and it's a big reason why I am such a player development coach. You know, through that 15 years of coaching, uh, I'm now also coaching uh, in the summers for Funkstown American Legion, uh, a place that I played for two years. It's a place that was really always been near and dear to my heart. Uh, I have lifelong friends that played through there, and I'm excited for the opportunity to get the coach there, the 19U team, so I get to coach a, a mixture of college kids as well as basically high school seniors. There's some really good, if they're pretty special juniors, 17-year-old kids. So um, looking forward to that experience, which... Uh, uh, we'll be hopefully starting here soon. So a little bit about me. I'm the expert by no means, but uh, just throughout the 15 years, I've really been able to have some great friendships along the way, relationships that helped me grow. I've had a lot of mentors, still have mentors. Scott Jennings, who's the head baseball coach at Hagerstown Community College, put me on, a young kid, and um, you know, really showed me the way of how to, how to win and how to manage a ball club. When I got to... Smithsburg, I learned that Coach Jim Schlossnagel was a Smithsburg alum, and throughout the years, uh, we've uh, been in contact and been, had a tremendous opportunity, pleasure to work with him. Uh, has a mentor of mine, Coach John Lowry Sr., who was the active winningest coach in high school history. He's just right over the border of, uh, in West Virginia for Jefferson High School, as uh, a great friend of mine along with his son, John Lowry Jr., both great baseball men who I'm fortunate to um, have been able to be a part of. So, um, And amongst many others, from Tom Eller down at Hartford and now at the Orioles, um, uh, so many that I've now been able to go. Uh, got in touch with Brian Kane. You're going to hear some, a lot of stuff with Brian Kane through these podcasts because um, my mission is better men and better baseball players. So that's just what it is. That's what it was at Smithsburg. That's kind of how I am. It's just... Uh, what I believe in, and um, so that's what I felt like during this time. I could write a podcast, to do a podcast, um, and I figured there's no better, no better title than better men and better ball players. And so, um, but speaking with Brian Kane, he really helped me become a better man because I really truly feel that being a competitor um, and that the mental toughness that I've learned with Brian and doing brought Brian Kane stuff. You'll hear some of that. Um, as we go through different episodes, because that's part of just being on Better Man, besides just the examples that we set as coaches, as teachers, as fathers, and uh, as husbands and sons. <clears throat> so, uh, the vision for me and what we're doing here is um, just a weekly weekly podcast. I like to say that I'm going to drop them on Mondays, just to kind of jumpstart our week, 
gives me the weekend to kind of go some things and but uh, throughout, I love to be able to highlight some of the relationships that I've been fortunate to have, and uh, that'll be maybe a couple podcasts I've uh, learned throughout the years, and you just hear from great coach after great coach and great speaker after great speaker that readers are leaders, and um, you know, so I'm, I thought a great way for me to be able to apply what I'm learning through my reading is putting on a podcast as well. So throughout throughout the things there'll be different things, but um. Right now, the vision is the weekly podcast and, um, you know, to be able to highlight some of my relationships as well as what I'm working on, as well as what players can be doing as well. I think one other thing is I'm a very developmental coach, very developmental person that um, I want to make this not just for coaches, not just, but also for base, for ball players. Um, I'd like to get the opinion or the perspective of ball players to be able to help them and give them some very tangible, concrete content that they can use to get better. That's why we're all here. So um, that's that's really what we're going to go into. So first step we're going to go into, we're going to go into become a better man uh, because I don't believe that um, if anybody leaves our program, leaves our presence, and they're not becoming a better person, I don't think that we've done as good a job as what we can. So um, the mental part, um, becoming a better man, we did, we was fortunate um, you know, I think throughout the, uh, throughout the years, we did a leadership council. Um, you know, it's something that pe- I think people talk about a lot. Uh, it's just a matter of you know the application, and it's a matter of the concrete ideas that kids can take away, and how we're building on them and looking at those all the time. Um, but uh, I think right now, especially with the quarantine and with the COVID nineteen, and you know, having to be in your house, uh, I think the thing for me right now, even as a player, if I'm thinking as a player, if me thinking as a coach to get guys prepared is you can be doing that right now. You can be coming and have a better mindset right now. You know, I ask guys a lot about how, how much of the game is mental. You know, is anywhere from 50% to 95% and everywhere in between. You know, so regardless is people, I definitely agree on it's more than half the game, or at least half the game. Okay, so let's say it's half the game. How much of that data are you working on? And so, you know, just because you're not swinging a bat, just because you're not picking up a ball, doesn't mean you can't become a better baseball player. There's so much downtime in the game that, you know, you might you might not be in action, quote-unquote, um, <clears throat> that much actually during the game. Some guys go out throughout the game without actually getting a ball hit to them. You know, some guys sit all day and then get a get a pinch hit in the eighth or ninth inning, and get a knock and win a ball game, or get on base to maybe the winning run, or keep the inning alive that would eventually score the run. So uh, that's all about being mentally prepared, and and I think that's part of being a better man. Because right now in this in this quarantine, you're seeing the better men step up, the better leaders step up, because you know exceptional people are the ones who are going to get out of these extraordinary times. Um, you know, like the Navy SEAL said, you're just going to revert back on your training. So hopefully right now guys are training, and you can train your mindset from the start. And, you know, the thing I'm going to talk about today, I got this from Brian Kane. Um, he's got a great poster. You can search it there, Average Mindset versus the Elite Mindset. And I'm also part – I also did – I was a, I'm a Brian Kane Mental Performance Master Certification. I went through a certification process that I, um, I completed 
Um, so that's part of that too. So he gave great concrete uh, ideas, and that's what I'm all about. I think so many books, there's so many things that I've read that it's just all about theory. It's all like, oh, this is great. Well, no, no wonder nobody, no, everybody wants to be mentally tough. But what kind of things can kids actually do? What can we actually teach them to do to help them do that? Because we're not in their environment. We we don't have them at home, you know. And so, what kind of things can they do to help? We know they're practicing it. So one thing we talked about here um, is the average versus elite mindset, and the average mindset. Are people with an average mindset, they feel sorry for themselves. They see confidence as a feeling. Well, I don't really feel like I'm really going to be hitting well today, or I don't really feel like doing anything today, or I don't really feel like we're going to win this, win this ball game. You know, whatever the case is, it's always a feeling. But they make an excuse. You know, well, I didn't get to have this, or I don't have my bat, or I don't have uh, my batting gloves, or I don't have... Um, you know, you, we all can think of any kind of excuse, but they, they say it's impossible. can't be done. And they feel, like going back to the feeling, they focus on how they feel. Well, I don't know if I feel like, because, you know, Roy Holiday, when he threw his perfect game, said it was one of the worst bullpens he's ever had. So don't focus on how you feel. Use the phrase, have to. I've got, I have to go to practice. Or I have to go to work. Wear their emotions on their sleeves. You know, going back to, I was thinking just about the have to. I don't think anybody right now is saying, I have to go to work. You know, we're doing right now, teachers, we're getting distance learning plans together. You know, um, people who can't work. I don't think they're, the next time they're thinking about, are they going to have to go to work? You know, right now, um, it's about get to. You know, I get to go help my kids. You know, I'm thankful that we have this technology that we can actually get out and still help kids, still keep them learning, take some pressure off the parents who aren't trained, who aren't able to do that, who aren't trying to, you know, battle their way through that because it's not easy, you know. Um, it's certainly not easy. You know, I remember teaching sixth grade. You're teaching ancient civilizations to a kid, you know, the Mayans and the Incas, and it's a great it's a great topic for certain people, but for others it's a tough. It's tough, and you got to sell that. You know, um, you do. Another you know, our average mindsets they wear their emotions on their sleeves, and it's something that I have to keep in check with me a lot because I used to be very quick, you know, very emotional, you know, and I'm not saying that's not who I am, and that's who I am, so I gotta balance that between being elite and average. I see failure as final, and they're done. They focus on what they can't control. Number one thing right there. They focus on what they can't control. So many guys waste their time on what they cannot control. Whether it might be the umpire, might be the weather, get off the bus, it's why, you know, oh gosh, you know. I'm not gonna have good days. This could be bad, bad conditions. You know, somebody's got somebody's got a good game. They they do confidence is an action. Confidence is about doing it. Confidence is about getting it done. And the, as the more I do things, the more confident I get. You know, like I've have no idea how to make a podcast. You know, and I'm probably gonna mess up on this. It's gonna come better every time. But com- I feel more more confident in the more that I'm doing it. And then I look forward to doing it the more because I'm getting better at it. Um, so make it happen. That's another part of the league mindset. You make it happen. Do it. Be a doer. Say it's going to be very difficult. Understand the challenges. You know, at Funkstown right now, we want to get to the national championship. We want to get to the World Series. Funkstown's won. We've won several state champions in Maryland. You know, I, I believe it's 10. And we haven't won a regional. It's going to be very difficult. Things are going to have to be done differently. You're going to have to, we're going to have, to have expectations. We're going to have to have guys... Um, be able to make sacrifices to be able to do certain things. And if coaches, we are as well. We need a staff to buy into that. We need a whole, and everyone to buy into that. And they know it's going to be difficult. 
It's not impossible. I'm not going to make an excuse because we might not be as funded as well as other people. We just know it's going to be difficult and we're going to find a way to get it done in spite of those things. Focus on how they act and what they need to do. Again, focus on the action. Make it happen. We get to. We want to. We don't have to. An elite person gets to. They want to. They want to help. They want to do it. I don't have to. I want to go help the students that I have in distance learning. I want to help them. You know, I get to go to practice because I get to help some of them. Right now, we're all going to go into that first day after this quarantine so everyone say, we get to go to practice. Or I want to go. Man, I want to go to the cage. Yeah, now that you can't go to the cage, yeah, you want to. So remember those things. Right now is a great way to, to think about those things. When it's in the dead of summer, it's 95, 98 degrees. You know, humidity's high. You want to go to the props? You want to go to the ball field? You want to go out and mow the grass? You want to go do the laundry after you've been home? You know, these are all ways that you become... You want to pick your room up after you play a doubleheader? But it's being elite. Never show weakness. And they're big with their body language. Just keep body language. Your body language screams. Remember, uh, I had an assistant coach, Bryce Shemmer. He was only with me one year. He was a man. Um, but that's what he said. He's always telling our boys. That's one thing I remember him from. He said, body language screams, boys. And uh, he was a great help. You know, shout out to Bryce Shemmer. Uh, failure is a positive feedback. Failure is a positive feedback. So it's failure is just feedback. That's all it is. You know, that's all it is. It's feedback to what we are, um, what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. You know, so like at the end of this podcast, like I'm going to, I would like you to tell me what to continue doing, what to stop doing, and what to start doing. It's just feedback because um, I'm sure I'm going to have more ums as I'm filling in, I'll get better with that. But I want to know what I need to continue doing, what I need to start doing and stop doing. That's feedback. You know, when I mess up, it's not going to be final. I'm not going to stop. Uh, it's just feedback on how I can get better. You know, when you go out, you strike out three three times, you have to take that as feedback. What did you learn those prior at-bats to get better for your next at-bat? What did you learn from the pitcher? Did he tip anything? You know, did he sequence the same way the last two at-bats? Okay, the third bat, make sure you're ready for it. For that sequence, you know, start hunting pitches, you know, um, and focus on, and finally focus on what you can control. Uh, the elite mindsets definitely do that. It's one of the biggest lessons that I'm always want to teach is, is the circles of control. It, you know, in this little circle, you think of three circles, the little, little circles, the circle you have control of, then you've got a, a bigger circle beyond that is a circle of influence which is, you know, the people who are around us, we can influence them. And then the biggest circle above is things that are out of our control. There's so many things in a game we have no control of. No control of the umpires. We don't control what the coach's lineup is. As the coaches, we don't really control how, how the kids are playing. We can't control when it's out there. It's in their hands. So we have to know what, what we are in control of. You know, a great a great strategy we did I did with done with kids too is had them list those things out. Let I me mean, list all the things you can control in a game and versus all the things you cannot control. And it's gonna come basically come down to their actions as a teammate. It's gonna control to their attitude. How again, what's their mindset? You're gonna go into this mindset thinking it's raining, I'm not gonna play very well. Oh, I didn't get um, all my swings. I only got eight swings, so of course I'm not gonna hit very well. Yeah, that's what the yeah. No good hitter thinks that. Or a good competitor, you know. But um, a 
a great thing with the average versus elite mindset. And what I'll do is I'm going to, um, I can put a link. I've got this saved in my Google Drive. I can put a link to share, um, to share this poster. And so but with this poster, as you look at it, if you, if you look at those things, um, you basically just chart at the end of the day, how were you today? Like what, how, how did you have, you know, how many average mindsets, things that you have and how many elite mindsets. So you would basically tally them and say, okay, I had, you know, I was elite in five categories today and I was average in two of them. You know, then it kind of gives you a continue start, start, stop. It's a good growth plan. I want to continue controlling what I can control. I need to stop focusing on how I feel after BP. Or I'm going to stop focusing how I feel when I get up. And then I'm going to start giving myself, telling myself, I'm going to start getting up and doing 10 push-ups. Okay, that could be something, that could be part of your growth plan. Um, basically, as a week progresses, you can kind of see where you're falling, elite versus versus average. Keep Continue with all the things you're doing elite, because I'm sure you're doing things that are elite. But I'm sure we're doing things that are average. Like I said, my biggest thing is wearing my emotions on my sleeve. I've got to continue to be have that in check, and I've got to continue making sure that I am um, always showing big body language, that I am um, never showing weakness, you know, that I continue to hit, keep my emotions in check and so that my, my players, my family, that can always depend on me to be that rock. You know, I know that during this time with us all being around the house right now together, um, there's been times I've been very quick and sharp with my kids, um, you know, my wife, and I'm typically, you know, and, and that's where my emotion, being emotional. And I've got to continue to have big body language and continue to um, act different than maybe how I feel, you know, so, um, just something to be aware of, but that's a great strategy that you continue to do, um, and if I am, um, you know, coaching this, you know, a good thing to do is you, you know, uh, if you have, uh, classroom time before you go, um, like I said, if you, if you would answer the question, how much of the game is mental, and you say 50%, well, you know, there, there's 50, like, you know, are you practicing at that? Are you practicing 50%? You know, how are your kids getting better at that? Um, you know, so it's just, and it's, it's drawing the attention to that, you know, and then as a player, if you're thinking it's 50% or 75%, then you better have it part of your routine every day to be working on your mental game. You better be working on that bout to say, am I being average or am I being elite? Uh, amongst other things from routines to you managing your time, um, having good relationships, you know, the amount of, uh, just the amount of work that you're doing, you know, uh, but that needs to be part of your routine. I don't, I don't see how part of, uh, you know, visualization, you know, all, all that, that's part of being, and we'll get into other things like that later on, but as of right now, that elite versus average mindset, just that simple strategy right there, start there. Put that into your routine just at night. That could be part of your routine, You're part of your um, routine that's what you do uh, before you go to sleep. Put in your phone, how was I average, how was I elite? And then on, let's say at the end of the week, let's say it's Friday or let's say it's Saturday or Sunday, whatever the case is, wherever your week is, then you look over the week and say, okay, here's where I'm at and what's my continue for next week? What am I going to start doing next week and what do I stop doing next week? All based on your elite mindset. So moving on <clears throat> to the physical side, 
the better ball player side, um, is talking about you know what kids, what can we do right now during the shutdown period to help me be a better ball player. And it kind of the idea is you see a lot of things float around. You see all these challenges out there, uh, which is great. Uh, I think one thing that needs to be talked about for me is a matter of what pitchers are going to do when we get back started up. Uh, because pitchers just cannot just start throwing 80 pitches a game, 90 pitches a game. You know, it, it's going to be a buildup. So uh, our arms, our pitchers, they need you need to be ready. Uh, you need to have some type of buildup right now. This 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 is like a huge on ramp. On ramp is basically now going on for longer than it has. So what is important is that our arms <clears throat> are taking care of themselves. And so part of your routine that can be done without a ball uh, is it really important, such as arm circles. Uh, you get an internal and external rotation. You know, even if you didn't have a J-band, if you do have a J-band, great. Uh, you can, I'm sure you can go get it on Amazon. I'm sure you can get it at Dick's. Um, you know, I'm sure something can get delivered to you. But if you don't have one, you can just use your glove and you can internally rotate uh, your shoulder, externally rotate your shoulder. Basically, it means it's like I call it like for my nine-year-old, it's an M's and W's. Um, you know, but arm circles, you could talk about a, a shoulder workout, but just getting some serious arm circles in, forward, backwards, small, big. Um, you know, but um, J-bands, of course, would be great. Um, if you see a lot of guys now even just making plyo walls uh, at their house, uh, if you do have uh, plyo balls, I know most of the guys are, it's still relatively new in our area. Not too many guys are doing it. We did it this fall with the Funkstown fall team, and some of the guys looked at me like I had three heads, and we started throwing some plyo balls around. So um, that's one thing I'm hoping to bring bring to the to the area more is just having guys throw plyo balls, just warming up. I mean, we're baseball is such a stigmatized sports that, you know, you, when you get to the ballpark, you got to the left field line and just start throwing. Um, it's just, that's just not what the, it's not the optimal way to do it. And so, but right now, uh, to stick with the focus of the, what we do during the quarantine is um, we have to find some way to keep our arms in shape. Because when we get back on, we when this thing clears up and we get the green light to go play, our pitchers need to be ready to go because we know they're going to be wanting to, but you're not, you're going to get hurt uh, if we're not prepared for that. Um, so I know for me, just kind of managing that is still going to be a lot more frequent. You know, you're going to have low pitch counts, get guys in there. Um, so that way we can kind of, again, safely build up for this. But any kind of heavy, high-intent days that we can do, um, we need to do. So specifically... Um, you know, part of my routine would have to be every day. If I'm playing, uh, I'm a player looking to do, you better have a specific arm care routine right now in place, whether it comes to arm circles. You can do waiter walks. I mean, you can hold up a hold up anything that's just going to uh, give you some good stability within your shoulder and just walk around your house, walk around the outside of your house, walk around your apartment, just hold it there for as long as you can. Uh, and a waiter walk, what that is, is if you would pick up, um, let's say, a kettlebell, and you would hold it at a 90-degree angle and just hold it there for a certain amount of time. Um, you know, when we were walking, we do that as in the gym. You would walk up and back and then hold up, up and back of the basketball court. Or you would walk. We were in a small, we had a small weight room, uh, and we would walk around three, four times in the weight room. 
bands. So if you have a J bands, if you don't know uh, Jager Sports bands, highly recommend them. You just find a place to hook the carabiner hook and strap them on your wrists. And then there's a tons of different exercises to do. If you can just research the J-band workout. But if you don't, you don't have J-bands, you got your glove, you have a ball, you have your arms. Arm circles are a great way to do it. In the UCLA, they do a high, high-volume arm circle routine. Um, we always start with arm circles, especially with my, you know, anytime I'm working with younger guys. My son's nine. You know, he just, just does arm circles. Just get yourself before you start throwing. And use your glove in one arm. Use the ball in the other. Put your ball in the glove and just use your right arm. Put the ball in the glove and put it in your left arm and use your left arm. Just using arm circles and just have a high intense arm circle workout where you are warmed up to throw. So starting there. Having a routine of what your arm care could be. It should be at least three things. It should be at least three things. If you don't have a J-bands, you got your glove. For inter extra rotations, M's and W's, you've got arm circles, and then you have waiter walks. You could do that with anything that you have in your house. Carry around your Xbox, put it up, put it up. You know, carry around, uh, you can hold your book bag up there in the air with fill with something. You could, you, could, you could find ways to do it. You see guys squatting couches right now. You see guys, you know, push pressing um, different things just because you just need to find a way to do things. Again, that goes back to your elite mindset. You know, not making an excuse for it. So, um, but having a routine for your arm care, um, having a routine for your throwing, okay? Throwing, which means by now, like if you think about it, in April, you've been max, our pitchers would be max intent, high intent throwing at least twice a week. That's where we'd be at right now. You know, your pitch count would be up to 85, 95 pitches. And so, you know, those days still have to happen, so have your own schedule a week where your high intent days and after your high intent days come recovery day. You recover. Just do a ton of arm care. Throwing will be as needed. And then you come into maybe a hybrid day where it's half a recovery, half you starting to throw. Maybe do some type of flat ground, you know, start working on your uh, change up. You know, you're spitting some curveballs. You're just light throwing. You know, or if you're a position player too, then you'd be doing some positional throwing. And then you're going into your next day, which is like a command day, okay, or a work day, uh, depending on how you want to do it. You could be command or you could be work. You know, a work day would be a high intent, like a long toss day. You know, you really want a long toss. You'd have some compression throws after your long toss when you're trying to throw it as hard as you can on a line through your partner each, each uh, when he's coming in from long toss every 10 feet. You're just trying to throw it as hard as you can right through his chest, right through his chest. Coming back to 60 feet, still throwing as hard as you can like you're throwing it 300 feet right through his chest. That's compression throws. So that'd be a work day. Or you'd be a command day where you're just still spinning. It might be a baby you want to get. Maybe you're a bullpen guy. You like to get in the bullpen. Then you would throw a bullpen. Um, you know, but then coming back to where there is a high intent day. Now you're going to go back and have your big pitch count day. Where you would be throwing a lot. Throwing high intensity. You know, you get a radar gun if you happen to have that. Um, or it's time to do a recruiting video. Put your Put your camera up. Show it and, and get, start getting after some. That will be your high intent days. You know, ask your coach what your velocity is. You know, you'd be able to put this. If you don't have a radar gun, you could do that. That'd be the time to do that. Um, 
but if you have if you're by yourself right now, so like let's say you have your routines down, you know when your high intent day is, your recovery day, your hybrid day, your command and high intent day. Well, I don't have a partner. You're by yourself. Okay? Let's be elite here. We're not gonna make an excuse. You know it's difficult. We're just gonna find a way. We're gonna work focus on the action. There's a sock. If you have a I'm sure everybody has baseball socks. You tape that baseball sock to your wrist. The opening to your wrist. Put a ball with with a ball in your hand, tape the sock to your wrist, and you can throw that. And you can throw that. And you can throw that. And that way it gives you the simulation of being able to throw. You have the ball in your hand, and you can go through all your progressions, all your throwing drills with that. Two, hang a sheet. Hang a sheet from somewhere in your house. You know, I remember my basement um, growing up, a lot of people have uh, drop ceiling, drop top ceiling, drop ceiling basements. So you can remove one, hang a sheet from a rafter, um, and being able to just throw into that. Find a way where you can hang it. I know from my deck, I've got like a, you have a deck, you can hang a sheet from the deck, throw that thing into that. If you do have a net, bring a pop-up net. Again, go to Amazon right now, see if you can get one, you know, um, if you don't have one. But if you have a net, throw into the net. You got a chain link fence, throw it in the chain link fence. Once you have your throwing routine down and you know where you're going to throw, then it's a matter of cooling yourself down and your recovery process right after you throw. So right after you throw, you know, you're doing basically some of the same things that you did before you threw, but now you're going to do the same kind of thing. You can still do arm circles. You can still do those. You can still do internal and external rotation. You can still do J-bands. Uh, another thing to start working on is really your decelerators. So you want to talk about throwing some reverse throws. So if you got a football, you got something, a little bit of weight, throw it behind and throw it in reverse. Throw it in reverse. Guys typically are on a knee for this throw. They'll put their throw knee down and they throw it right behind them. You could throw it into a chain link fence. You could throw them into a wall. It just doesn't matter. But that's... You can still do your waiter walks, uh, recovery, then also think about um, things to help you shut it down and prepare for your next throw. This whole process of arm care and throwing routine and working on a good recovery are all things that wants to get us ready to compete. When this is lifted and you're not ready to compete, it will be very disappointing to have a kid come out. He's all excited. He throws the first game. And then he gets injured because he's just not prepared to compete to those high intent flows. You better have gotten yourself to a point where you're ready to throw so with high intent. Our game is very different. It's very unique because you can't just get up and be at 100% and play a full game. Our pitchers can't do that. Our pitchers can't. So it's a very important for our pitchers to have a good routine. And if you don't have a routine or you don't know where to start, please contact me, contact your coach, you know, your pitching coach, you know. And if your lesson guy isn't reaching out to you with those kind of things, then maybe your lesson guy isn't helping you get better. You know? I've heard a lot of guys in a lot of podcasts, you know, like this is something that, you know, we're all dealing with and having a pitching guy. Is that guy helping you feel good or is that guy helping you get results? Because this isn't a feel-good game. This game, is re- this game is revolved around failure. This game is revolved around to see who is the toughest and who can handle the failure the best. 
You know, so you need a guy that's going to help you get results. And if you don't know what a recovery day looks like or a command day, a hybrid day, high intent day, that's where you need this. And that's what I'm hoping that this podcast will help you with those things. So please continue to reach out. If you don't, you can follow me uh, and ask me on Twitter. You can DM me there. Um, you can email me at treytcobb at gmail.com. And I'll be happy to give you any kind of um, routine and insight into all those different days. So that way you're prepared when this gets lifted, when we are able to go out, start playing some baseball, you're ready, especially if you're a pitcher. Because goodness gracious, those college coaches, if you're if they're gonna be out recruiting, people won't they'll be love to come to the ballpark. So let's hope that's make everyone at a hundred percent ready to go. I appreciate you listening in to the Better Men, Better Ball Player Podcast. Looking forward to this journey. Hopefully it's gonna to continue to make it better and better. But please leave a review for me so I know what to continue, so I'll know what to start, and I know what to stop. Again, thank you very much. Keep getting better.